You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Corey, a.k.a. Bayou Benders, alongside Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. back to another episode of Habs Nightly, folks. Uh, instead of our usual banter at the beginning of the episode, we want to go straight into something that is weighing heavy on Mason and something that I don't personally know about, but uh, apparently it is affecting um, the area where Mason is. So, Mason, what's going on, bud? Oh, yeah. Thanks for that, Corey. Um, I just want to take a moment to talk about something that I don't think is receiving enough press coverage in Canada, at least in Southern Ontario. And that's the events that transpired um, just over a week ago and have continued to transpire at Western University. Um, And for those who haven't heard of it, I I can't blame you because for some reason the CBC won't talk about it. CTV hasn't talked about it. Our fucking political candidates are too busy pointing fingers at each other to even worry about it. But I think it's a big problem. And for those of you who aren't aware, um, last week, 30 girls simultaneously were drugged, roofied at Western University. And it's, you know, they were rushed to the hospital. It was that bad. And there had been posts on Reddit about these fucked up people saying don't go out Thursday night because we're going to rape all of you and just this messed up stuff on social media. And it's not an isolated incident. It's been a problem at Western for a long time, but you know, like it just frustrates me. Western has refused to do anything about it for years and they continue to. So the students two days ago, um, as of this recording, it'll be three when it came out, they, they held a walkout. They want, justice i want justice but it's not just western it's all over southern ontario something's going on i don't know why it's picking up now it's always been a problem but there was it's happened a bunch at guelph on durham in ottawa there were a bunch of cases of it and not only did it end up with these girls being put in the hospital being violated not only physically but emotionally a young man was beat to death because he stood up for three women and he got gang beat. It was his fourth day, I think, of school. He was going to school to be a doctor. And you know what? I have nothing but the utmost respect for him. From what I understand, he was with a group of three women, four men, 21-year-old man is the one man charged with it attacked and gang beat him until he died because he had the will to say leave them alone and this i just wanted to highlight this and say this like needs to stop because you know like what what's it gonna take like someone's lost their life these people have been violated they're paying 
thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to get an ed education at your fucking institution and you won't do anything for them. We need to stop with these reactionary methods and talking about telling girls how not to get raped. We need to start telling men, hey, maybe you shouldn't fucking rape people. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of upset. I just, like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, we should feel safe to get an education. We shouldn't feel afraid to leave our dorms, especially now when things are finally opening up, we're finally able to do things. And this is not what I want to be talking about on this podcast, but for some reason, no other media outlet's going to do it. So I'll take that burden. And I just want to thank you for anyone who's listened. I just want to highlight that and say like, you know, me and some of my buddies, one of my buddies is, you know, sending emails to, his own academic institution and you know people are doing what they can to you know fix things and change things but instead of being outraged and saying that's wrong we need more people who are going to be like that and actually work to solve the problem and i just wanted to take the time to highlight that and say that my thoughts and prayers are with everyone affected this past week decades in the past and decades into the future i just want to say my thoughts and prayers are with you well put my friend um it's that's that's a super tough um subject you know it's just uh kids shouldn't be able kids shouldn't be afraid to of you know of the dangers of of what it's like to to have to you know be in the presence of predators especially um the fact that it's so easily to be preyed on while you're at school, while you're, you know, you're trying to make your, you're trying to get your education. Um, I just feel bad. Sorry. If, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you and your, your collective of friends and, and school colleagues are going through this. It's, uh, it's real horrible. You know, there's no real nice thing to say about it. And it's, uh, I'm sorry, you got a bit emotional, but I know it hits home to you a little bit. And uh, I think you, I think you did justice to it. And um so I, I forgot what school you said, but uh, everyone Western in that Western University. Western University, everyone in that surrounding area, and everybody who listens to this podcast, you know, just reflect and think, you know, uh, what can we do to make this better? You know, what can we do as a as a country or as a you know as people in general? How can we how can we get get this to end? Yeah, and just Gabriel Neal was the name of the kid who you know lost his life protecting lost his somebody. life so my thoughts and prayers go to him and his family absolutely and I just have the utmost <laughs> respect for him yeah absolutely and uh you know we i'd rather get these uh stated in the beginning um obviously that way it kind of uh you know it people aren't people can't really skip to find it you know so it gets laid on in the beginning. Uh, thank you all for listening so much. Uh, let's get a little, get back to a little bit of hockey talk. I wouldn't say try to turn this episode around. Nothing's wrong with it. It's just a heavy subject. But um, since the last time we talked, we had the Montreal Canadiens rookie squad uh, lined up against the Ottawa's and the first, was it the first uh, rookie game? Yeah, it was the first um, game of the rookie tournament. Um. Uh, 
well, of of people eligible, you had um, Harvey Pinard, uh, Xavier Simoneau, Justin Ducharme, Thomas Caron, is uh, Isaiah Campbell. Uh, centers, you had Jan Mysak, Cameron Hillis, Riley Kidney, Tag Bertuzzi. Right wing, you had Joshua Waugh, Mika Sire, uh, Charles Antonay uh, Waugh, Brandon Sizzle Sizzotti. Sirizotti. <laughs> Sirizotti. And then for defense, we had Caden Gooley, William Trudeau, Arbor. Arbor Shea. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the right, Mateus Norlander, Gianni Fairbrother. That's what's up. Uh, Tori Dello, and then goalies, Joe Ver- Verbetic and Alexis Gravel. God, I feel stupid saying these things. <laughs> I think you did a good job. But... Yeah, um, <clears throat> a lot of names there that I think a lot of people probably don't recognize. Riley Kidney drafted this year. Mm-hmm. Um. Joshua Waugh, I believe, was also drafted this year. and um, Yeah, Joshua played, Waugh was. Mm, both played fairly well. Obviously, um, the big names are there as well. Matthias Norlander, chief among them, Kaden Gooley, Jan Mishak, Raphael Harvey-Pinard, um, all of which they played well. Norlander scoring in his first game after struggling early on. But I also want to highlight William Trudeau, um, fifth-round draft pick. Um, I believe he was an overager draft pick. Uh, Opened up the scoring for Montreal with a phenomenal wraparound goal. I want to highlight something. He plays D. (laughs) So it was was a nice goal. Um, Norlander also scored a beauty off a brutal turnover by Shane Pinto. Suns fans saying he's gonna win the Calder this year. Who uh, who was uh, that? Our that, Calder. What's who that? Was that that lined them up into the boards? What's that? Who lined him up? I have no clue to be honest with you. I think it might have been Harvey Pinard, but I'm not sure. Not sure. Uh, it moves a little too quick. I'm uh, maybe maybe I can see who was who wore the number. It was number 18, but uh, that was a beautiful play. Number 18. Yeah, I'm checking the roster. I'm Let's not see. seeing anyone with 18 on the roster. Was it Cam Hillis in 88? It'd be Cam Hillis. It's my favorite number. Let's, I'll have a look. I'll continue what you were saying. My bad. It was just uh, – I was looking at the replay as we were talking about it, and it was a very, very well executed 70 – looks like it's 78 maybe. 78. Oh, Justin Ducharme? Just, yep. That's him. Yeah. Um. So. I just think it's, you know, sense fans saying Shea Pinto is going to win the fucking call there. Our guy is, uh, you know, you know who our guy is. Uh, he's not playing in this rookie tournament because Montreal knows he's in the show. So I just want to throw that out there. Um, yeah, Jan Mishak, though, a personal favorite of mine. Uh, to this day, my only article ever written was about Yanni Shack. And actually. it was a beautiful article. I remember I remember you were excited as fuck and sent it to me. You were like, can you read this before I publish it? It was good. And then and then never wrote another one because it was too much work. <laughs> um yeah, Jan Mishak uh scored a goal off a beautiful passing play by uh Norlander and I believe I think Trudeau set that up as well. I don't 
I'm not. Oh no, I think it was Joshua Wah. Sorry, I think it was one of the French francophones. But um, yeah, it was a beautiful one timer on the power play. Uh, Norlander, as we said, scored. Uh, Kane Gooley played fairly well as well. Um, obviously, we're going to look to see more. I believe they have more games against the Suns and the Leafs, right? Yes. Yeah, so that'll be exciting to see. Norlander obviously is going to attract the most attention. But, like, I'm really excited to see Jan Mishak play and kind of under the table, two guys, you know, I will give three kind of quiet guys that I'm really excited to see. Cam Hillis, um, one of my buddies actually played hockey against Cam Hillis. He's a stud. Uh, Rafael Harvey Pinyard and William Trudeau. Now, these are three. Uh, um, Harvey Pinyard, I think, is going to be on Montreal this year. He's been around for a while. He works hard. The coaching staff says they absolutely adore him. At some point, he'll play in the NHL this year, I'm almost certain. Cam Hillis is a guy. Uh, played with Nick Suzuki in Guelph. Um, suffered some injuries. Originally was with the Oshawa Generals, but he was a grinder and really kind of put his head down, put up some big points his last few years in the OHL. And then in the AHL, I believe he played in the AHL last year. Let me just check it out because I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, played in the AHL last year. Only scored one goal in 18 games. It was a big adjustment for him. But he's only 21 years old. He shoots right. Third round pick in 2018. Just gradually progressed through his OHL. Uh, career was injured in 2018-19 only put up 22 points in 33 games previously he had 59 and 60 his draft year came back with Guelph um, and put up 83 points in 62 games just kind of led that team and I think he's an exciting guy we've talked about him before Um, I think we'll see him in the NHL this year and then William Trudeau um, was a fifth round draft pick of Montreal and after watching some tape on this guy and reading up on him, I am personally really, really, really excited um, to see him play. I think he's going to be a decent depth option. I can't, I don't think he has um, Norlander-esque, um, I guess, potential, but he's only 18 years old. He's, he's like six months younger than me. <laughs> he's he's going to be developing, I think, in the uh, queue for another few years and I think we'll we'll see him in the NHL in a few years to come. Yeah, this uh this bit of a spotlight has been you know, it's just it's just one taste of one game, but um uh, these kids are definitely working their ass off. Um Rob Ramage said a lot of really really nice shit. Uh one pertaining to the guy you just talked about a moment ago, uh Raphael Harvey Pinard saying um he just uh he just loves this it says on his, uh, I guess this quote. Uh, he really loves the loves the guys that he came in. Uh, had a great summer work working out, um, and just his experience and, and the way he kind of carries himself is has been like a, 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 I wouldn't say a breath of fresh air, but like just something unique. That's what he notices unique about him is his heart and his uh, his want to do better. You know, so I'd love to see a lot more of him. Like you said, he's been around for a bit, and hopefully he gets a a shot. Uh, this year but um how about your boy norlander i know uh i know you're pretty excited he uh he's sitting here stated uh his focus right now is to uh is to just make the team at this point do you think he's got a shot at uh making you know 
finding a spot on the Habs roster at, at some point this year? Or do you oh, think- I think I think he definitely has a shot. I think Montreal has made it, I guess, pretty on it, obvious that they mm-hmm. think he has a potential to make this team. Um, it's all or it's all or nothing though. I, he either makes this team or goes to Sweden. I don't think we'll see him in the AHL. Okay. Um, I you, have mixed, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I have mixed emotions about that though, and I'm not. That's sure what how I was. That's feel. literally how what what I was asking. It's like, how do you feel about that? Um, good and bad. I think uh, if he goes out there in training camp and just absolutely proves without a shadow of a doubt that he is taking a spot and you know he is going to dominate okay like he's gonna be for like fourth our fourth d on the second pair right i think you like you gotta give him a spot but i don't want him on the third pairing with romanov <laughs> or something <laughs> like that right yeah 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 like it won't be good for either player and personally, honestly, we haven't seen him dominate the Swedish Elite League. We haven't. He's young. He still has time to develop. I think you need to not make the mistake you made with KK. I think KK, a lot of people think we didn't develop KK properly because we rushed him into the NHL too quickly. I don't think that was the case. I think the problem was... If you rush up, if you bring a player in like that, you have to be willing to play them. And that's where we went wrong with KK. So if you have Norlander and you're willing to play him and let him make mistakes, let him be free to go up there and create offense because he proves he can do that. I'm okay with that. But if you're going to play him third pairing minutes, you're going to shelter him. You just send him back to the Swedish elite league. Because you don't want him developing into that player. You want right. him honing his offensive skills. So I think that that's kind of where I lie on that. I personally, like, just if I'm a fan, I'm going, do I really trust Montreal's able to resist and not shelter him on the third pairing? No. So <laughs> I lean towards the Swedish Elite League. But if they're willing to give him – you know, big minutes, some power play time, let him play, let him make mistakes, let him create. I have no problem with him playing in the NHL. Okay. Um, my thing is, if he goes back over and he doesn't play in the AHL, yes, he'll be playing with, you know, just as skilled individuals, but um, I feel like he would be missing out on just seeing how physical the game can be in the AHL. And I feel like that could – I could take away some of what he's getting used to, I guess, uh, over here. Would be my only complaint is that I'm not going to say he's going to get soft, but um, I just don't think it is as explosive out there as it is over here. It might be more like offensively, yes, but as the physical contact isn't going to be the same. Um, and I think that I would want him to stay over here just to get a taste of that and, you know, see what, it, what it's like to be at the next level because once he reaches the NHL, it's, you know, it might be a little less hitting because the AHL is just super hungry. But um, I just wouldn't want him to go and play too much of an offensive style of hockey that's, you know, maybe you're not going to see on this team for a minute, you know, maybe that long. 
or maybe not right away is what I'm trying to say. But uh, let's see. Uh, you got anything else to say on, on uh, about the rookies before we move on? Uh, yeah, an interesting development with a high-profile guy, Jesse, Jesse Alonen. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that, I guess he's not vaccinated. Um, that's a personal decision. Right. I'm not going to comment on where I – well, we know where I lie in that, <laughs> I think. Just fucking get the vaccine, man. But – you know, that's his choice. He has every right to make that decision. Now Montreal has to decide whether they're willing to let him play hockey. So he has not been around in the rookie showcasing. I don't honestly don't see him. <laughs> I don't think he's going to end up in the rookie showcasing. I think he's going to be excluded and uh, we'll see what happens there. It's an interesting development. Obviously we didn't need more shit happening uh, with Montreal, but it's happening. So it's, you know, there you go. You know what's going on. Um, we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, you see, um, I, forgot, I forgot, what is it, Columbus? Um, they fired one of their uh, assistant coaches, I think it was, uh, because he, he was, uh, I believe, refusing to get the, the vaccine too. Um, don't really know what Montreal is going to do yet, but this, you know, the organization's, are taking it very seriously. This is uh, the first season getting back to an actual, uh, the correct way the division's all. You got the brand new team in Seattle coming. So it's, they're trying to have things run as smoothly as it can. And I mean, truthfully, I can see this season getting out of hand and it uh, having to be forced back to the old divisions. Would they do that or would they just, you know, cancel a bunch of games like they did last year, uh, try to postpone everything. And you see, like, bad situations like uh, – who was that? New Jersey last year with, like, an 18-game or 18-day uh, wait to come back and play. Um, there's a lot of questions out there. You know, you can't really answer them uh, as to what's to come with this season. But uh, I would – I'm actually, you know, I know that it's the – the organization itself taking, you know, taking charge with the, that coach firing. But uh, I'm glad that the NHL is taking it as serious as they can. I mean, I think we did terrific in the bubble. I think it, we did pretty good last year. Um, but to have things go back to normal, have Canadian teams come back to the States, you've got to be as strict as you can be about it. And I'm not upset with it. Um, what Yo- Yolanen is doing, that, like you said, that is – completely up to him. Um, but I just don't see this helping your career uh, at this big of a stage. You have an opportunity to, to push yourself forward in the big group of defensemen that are sitting and waiting to, to make their spot come up. And if anything, you just push yourself further back, you know, it, that could slap me in the face. That's just how I see it right now. But uh I guess what just to add on to that, you have an opportunity to very realistic. Like Yolanda had a very real chance of playing in the NHL this year. He still does. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to throw that away because you're not willing to get a vaccine that is FDA approved or whatever? Is it FDA and the whatever that? Yeah. Yes. FDA approved. World Health 
organization approved how many millions of people have received it it's you're more likely to drown in the bathtub than you are to have <laughs> negative like sim- life-threatening symptoms due to the COVID-19 vaccination yeah are you willing to throw that away for those odds you're more likely to die in a car accident every time you get a get in your car you're willing to you know how small of a shot you had to make the nhl when you were a kid every kid you know how small of a chance how lucky you are to be able to have an even an opportunity to play in the national hockey league you think about how minuscule that opportunity is yeah divide that by about a hundred and that's how minuscule the chance there is that this vaccine is going to kill you or hurt you especially as an athletic young man so i think it's a it's I think it's sad that you might throw that away because you're not willing to get it. Now, granted, I don't know for sure that it is a personal reason or if he just hasn't had access to it. We're making assumptions here, but I do think it's it's a strong, easy assumption to make. So if it does turn out that there's other reasons that he has some sort of, you know, there is a medical reason or something else, there's a reason, legitimate reason he can't get it, I'll rescind and I'll take back everything I said but as of right now, like, come on, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> you um, life for this. If it's medical, you know, uh, it, there's, there's no there's no hard feelings. Like, I'm not I'm not trying to, like, bear down on the guy for not doing it. Um, it's just this is such a tough time to have to, you know, whether you're making this decision for yourself or it's something you can't control. It is so tough right now to have to deal with that. And um, if he is doing it because of his health, you know, good on him for standing his ground. And and I hope the best for him uh, either way. I think he's a very talented individual. Um, it's just right now it is so, you know, this is such a, a grueling time. And I think he does have this, the talent to be up. Like you said, there was a chance he could come up. I think he still has it even if, you know, this year kind of holds him back a bit because of it. But um you know, uh, best of luck to him, you know, especially if it, if it is something health wise, uh, but moving on, uh, this past Friday, they stated that the 2022 NHL draft is going to be held in Montreal, which is, uh, pretty badass. Um, what was the last one, uh, with, was it, uh, was it KK with what, where the uh, draft was held in Montreal. Was that draft held in Montreal? I think I don't know. I always think uh, about the woman who freaked out about the KK pick, and it makes me think that it was in Montreal. Uh, either I way, was, I think it was in Dallas. Yeah, it was in Dallas. Okay, but uh, uh, last draft was supposed to be in Montreal. That's right. Okay. Uh, either way, I wonder what that woman's face was when uh, we didn't keep uh, Kakeniemi. I wonder if she made the same face. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, the draft's coming back to Montreal. The only thing is that, uh, and it kind of goes into what we talked about last week, is we got these. You know, we got a minus pick in the first uh, in the first round of the twenty two draft. Um, you know, how bad is it going to affect us? Uh, the writing on it, it's a pretty pretty wonky situation. We think what well, we read it twice on air to try to make sense of it, but. Uh, the better of the picks is going to uh, 
Arizona, unless they're both in the in the top ten, then it would fall. The lower one would fall to Arizona. But uh, either way, we, you know, we don't have as many. I wouldn't say we don't have as many as last year, but uh, the significant numbers of which you know round they are in are not as good. I guess you could say. But uh, I'll just ramble them off real quick. So uh, round one, we got a uh, we got one. One draft pick in the first round, uh, that's excluded the one that's going to be taken away. Uh, second round, we have one. We have three in the third, two in the fourth, one in the fifth, a sixth, and two seventh. Um, it's not bad. Um, well, I, just I, hope... I can promise you that's not what we have going into the draft. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, as of now, this is this is what we're rocking, but I'm sure we'll have uh, – Less or more. <laughs> I don't even think it'll be less. I think we'll end up with about three or four more picks more because uh, we always tend to just pull in somebody and accept the pick as well late late in the season. But um, I wouldn't be surprised. We talked about how uh, Mark Bergevin, this is a big year for him, and this dude has really never had that quiet of an offseason, that quiet of a, a trade deadline era. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised we see a couple of picks coming back into this, uh, especially with it being in Montreal, trying to make a, a better statement and fill this uh, gigantic pool of uh, future talent that we have that we're just sticking sitting on. Yeah, I uh, I'm interested to see where Montreal goes in this season. I think it's an all or nothing type year. We're either gonna do really really well. Or we're going to be in the lottery. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens. The Atlantic is such a meat grinder. It's going to chew teams up and spit them out. Oh, man. Well, while we're, while we're talking, while you just mentioned that, um, I'd like to say, folks, that this episode is brought to you by DraftKings. And with the new DraftKings in, uh, incentive, they want this read in the middle of the episode, which means that I have to read it right off the fucking bat. And try not to fuck it up. So swig of water, and here comes the DraftKings promotion. Week two of football is in the books, and now it is time to review the tape and get ready for week three with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Da-da-da. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week three game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not available in your state, like me, hopefully it comes this year, uh, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. A $1 wager required, one per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
Thank you so much, DraftKings. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but since this one was about football and uh, the Montreal topics are kind of coming to a close, uh, Mason, uh, I'm, have you even been able to watch any of the football yet? I know you're in school. I know you're probably taking a uh, back seat to that. But uh, I don't really watch the shit that much anymore. But uh, how's, how'd your Dolphins do? Did they play today? <sighs> You know how my Dolphins did. No, I actually didn't. And I was excited. I was like, you know what? I might watch some football today because it was supposed to rain all day and it just it just didn't. You don't know how my Dolphins did today? No, I'll, I'm, I'm pulling it up. Pulling it up now. <laughs> oh, Miami. Oh, they played the Bills today? She. All right, they got fucking smoked. <laughs> yep. 35 oh, to nothing. Shit. For those of you who can't see Corey's screen. <sighs> that was I'm sorry. Tua Tagovailoa, um, you know, got injured, stretchered off the field. No way. <laughs> oh fuck, I don't mean to laugh, but God. Oh, shit. Xavier uh, Howard uh, just tied uh, Dick Westmoreland for the most interceptions in whatever Dolphins history or something. So that was cool. Miami needs what happened in, uh, in the 90s and then in 05. <laughs> they need that to happen for their professional team now. We need uh, Uncle Luke to come and, and provide his support to the, to the national team now instead of Miami University. Um, well, my team's down right now, if I can still consider them my team since I don't really get to watch anymore. But Ravens are facing Kansas City right now. It's 21-17, seven seconds left in a second, like you give a fuck. But, uh, you know, from what I hear, the Ravens uh, got – really fucked over in the preseason we're like down all of our first string wide receivers and uh, a lot of memes about uh about my man Lamar Jackson having to do it himself this year but uh they're I guess they're facing a tough a tough challenger right now I'm sure the Chiefs are still somewhat relevant fuck I'm I am so out the loop with with football but I'm glad it is back uh, even if I'm not watching it this time working when I was about your age in the city was always so fun just because football was back and that meant money was back. And uh, there was, you know, just people losing their shit at bars. Yeah. I can't watch any <clears throat> sports right now unless I want to pay in a subscription because I don't have cable and the universities or the college's Wi-Fi blocks all my illegal streaming sites. So I need to get a good VPN or, you know, we'll figure something out. I Wait, guess. y'all don't have like a common, a common area that has television COVID. Okay. It's I'm, all sorry. I'm sorry. Down. I'm sorry. I don't they used that. to, they used to provide us with TVs in our rooms and then COVID. So there's a room full of TVs that we've thought about breaking into. I so mean, want to get this man a Hulu um, TV stream account going let's get a let's get a gofundme i get a gofundme (laughs) let's get a gofundme and then what you can do is you hold the exclusive rights to that television and 
uh, and, and provider. You charge people to watch the games with you. Man, you're going to be <laughs> the next Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, folks, the, the most for the most part, this episode is just about over. Mason, if you don't have anything else to say, um, I was going to ask you about golf because I haven't heard a good golf story in a while, but I'm sure uh, you're not doing shit with golf because you're fucking working on a doctorate. Well, I have time for one story. And if it has to be any story, it's going to be about golf. So um, a quick recap. My uh, One of my new buddies here at the great school of Algonquin College. Algonquin. The, the gonk. Is it, it. is it Algonquin? Like like with Spanish heritage? Spanish? El, Algonquin? No, no, no. There's no Spanish in Canada. It's Algonquin. It's Algonquin. <laughs> like Algonquin Park or the okay. Algonquin Tribe. Okay, okay. Well, I, you know, just as being a Southerner, I heard L and I was like, oh, cool. There's no, like- A-L-G-O-N-Q-U-I-N. <laughs> Algonquin. All right. Um. Anyway, so he, uh, his family owns a uh, mini putt and driving range. So we drove out there. It's like 45 oh. minutes from the city. I don't have my, yeah, I don't have my clubs with me, but so he played mini putt, played pretty fucking well, you know, this guy, mini putt king. Um, and then, uh, we went to the driving range and it's, a. will be generous and say it's a 240 yard driving range, but I don't think it's that far. And they have like, uh, Actually, you know, maybe it's maybe it is that far, but they only have them posted like posted till two hundred. And right. I have my clubs, so I had to use some uh, like the rental clubs. And um, <laughs> they didn't have any drivers for righties, so I was using a five hybrid. <laughs> and uh, you know, I get I get set, and my buddies are my new buddies that I've met are already going. And they're, they're like, okay, they're not great. And I just start fucking diamond them with this fucking, <laughs> fucking dipsy little five hybrid. Just killing them. And I'm just doing my thing. Like, I, I haven't golfed in, like, three, four weeks. So, no, probably, like, three and a half, four weeks. And I'm just like, fuck, yeah. Like, this is amazing. I'm in the zone. I'm crushing them with this thing. I don't know how this fucking five hybrid's just killing the ball. <laughs> so <laughs> I turn around and my buddy who owns the driving range is like, holy fuck. He's like, I can't hit the ball like that. <laughs> and he's he's about <laughs> 6'5, 250. And I'm just like, fuck, I want to golf now. So fucking, I just start happy Gilmoring him, right? going up and i'm just launching these balls they're like range balls too they don't go far Mm -hmm. so he's like if you can hit that because i had to pay like five bucks like like half off i pay like five bucks for this bucket ball it's like Mm -hmm. if you can hit a ball into the woods it's about like i want to say like i don't think it's i think it's like 240 ish maybe less to be honest like i'm being generous here and he said, but it's with a five hybrid. Like you don't hit the ball that hard with it. He goes, if you can hit a ball into the woods, you know, I'll pay for your book of balls. I'm like, okay, bet. 
So I fucking <laughs> I come up and I'm happy Gilmore this ball first shot straight into the woods. I'm like, God damn it. I need to play golf again. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm waiting, I'm, I'm begging the guys. I'm like, we have to go to a golf course. Like I want to play golf so badly. I might rent some clubs. I might, I have family in town. Like I'm texting everybody. I'm like, who's got clubs I can use. So I'm hoping to bring some good golf stories back. And, uh, you know, it looks like I've already intimidated the competition a little bit. So I'm pretty excited. And yeah, hopefully uh, I'll get some more golf stories in before the end of uh, end of summer as it approaches quickly. Summer ends pretty quickly here in Canada. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that's like. It still feels uh, like peak summer down here, which is just a really wet, wet time for us. But uh, if you don't have anything else to say, Mason, I figured we close it out here. I know you're a busy man, and I guess we'll talk to you next time if you don't have anything. All right. Talk to you guys soon. Okay. Well, uh, folks, thank you all so much for listening. This has been Habs Nightly. Please follow us on Twitter at Habs Nightly and myself, Bayou Benders, at Bayou Benders. Also, folks, we still have a speak pipe going on, uh, which is a amazing uh, – amazing website where you can leave us a 30 to 90 second clip of audio telling us uh, how much you love the show, how much you hate me uh, questions, anything you guys want to say, you can leave it to it. You can leave it for us at www.speakpipe.com forward slash Habs nightly. And uh, we will feature it on the show because we're still looking for content for you guys uh, as the, End of the season is coming to – well, the end of the off season is coming to an end, and the new season is coming very quickly, like Mason Snowstorm up there at Del Gawkwin. But, uh, folks, thank you all so much for listening, and we will talk to you guys next time. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.